0: And I got, and something hit the wall behind us. So I started screaming. I'm going like, hey, you got a fucking gun. You got a gun.
1: Experience Real Podcast. Yeah, Anthony, thanks for coming on, mate. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, But How to, are you doing? Yeah, going good. Thanks for having us on. That's all right, mate. It's uh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. So we got a talk in on uh, Facebook after I posted the Oban video. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I,
0: I probably checked your workout then. I look at a few uh, videos. Sean George, Andy Powell. I thought, oh, good stuff, really professional. So ah,
1: cheers, mate. I appreciate that. Really and, good. Uh, yeah, it's funny then. I started looking through your page and I seen, obviously, you got the book, Total Respect.
0: Total Respect. My Life on the Doors. Uh, 25 years this year. So, all going well. It's selling well. Uh, we released it about a year ago. Sold 1,000 f- uh, copies. I was pretty local and then once we'd uh, you know, sold them all in our town we then decided to put it on Amazon and within a month we going on Amazon it was a not new releases. Then it went to number one straight away in the martial arts category. But really? it's it's still a number one, you know what I mean? 'Cause a few of my mates contacted me and said, When have you ever done martial arts? And I said, <laughs> Well, I've kicked a few people on the door if you know if you know what I mean, but uh but you're uh, still a number one to us, you know what I mean? And uh we couldn't be happier, and it's still selling well then, and uh Wales Online picked it up, a story, and it ended up on uh, the Wales on Sunday, which is massive for us again, yeah. for, and uh, I think we went, we stayed on number one for a couple of months on our lake, it was selling well, people were buying it from all over the UK, and then, uh when, when we did try and find a publisher, uh we got turned down, and they said, who wants to hear about a, a Welsh man from for Tidwell, who's bouncing on the doors, but we proved them all wrong, you No know I mean, by getting it to number one, and so, we could be no happier, and then That's when it was in the Wales on line, uh, it went national, because all the the links then connected, so it ended up, it was on, you know, if you go on Google now, it's about 50 places it's on, it's on Leeds, Manchester, it went everywhere, so... So we done really well. Our, I mean, for our first book, like
1: yeah, that's awesome, mate. And to be honest with you, it's kind of good that you probably did it off your own back because I think the publishers they take a fair Well, a I, fair I, as well, don't they? Yeah, well,
0: I wrote. I think I'm on my fourth book now, and uh, I don't know. if People think you if you write a book, you make loads of money. Now I've written written two books on Lenny McLean, which is a pretty big name, and basically, when you get a you sign a book, you get nine percent, so they get ninety one percent of a book. So basically, when you when you release the book yourself, you are getting the full hundred percent. But uh, we we did sign another big, massive deal uh, last year. We just bought a book out now called uh, "The Governor and Me" by uh, John and Ekhutchen, uh, and we got another book coming out now, uh, "Stormy Norman Buckland, called "Gypsy Blood," and we thinking of going to self-publish it again or get in someone who's got to be more experience than us with promotion and. Uh, we thinking i taking take it to them but I uh I met this boy called Lee Wortley and he was he was always into Lenny McLean as well and then one day he said to me I was, I'd was i be talking to him we was writing these books about Lenny McLean and then he, I was speaking to him after a night on the doors and I'd be telling him what happened the night before and he said to me w- when you write your book then? I went nah not exactly the same as the publisher said no, <laughs> who wants to hear about a Welsh man you know but uh and I was telling me stories he said aunt you gotta, you got to write the book he said uh I tell them about all the past stories. And I'd always written the stories down from uh, before the days of computers. I don't know why. Something was telling me one day maybe I'd have a book out. and uh, So I'd always write these stories down on A4 paper. And then a couple of years later, computers come out. I uh, transferred it across. And I always had them on hard drive. And I kept uh, saving them, saving them. And I said, Lee Wortley and said, why didn't you make a book? And uh, I started jotting in, getting everything down. And... But basically, where I messed up, it's, it's not so much messed up, the book is called My Life on the Doors, but the book is not all about the doors, it's about yeah. my everything else I played than rugby, you know, uh, wrestling, boxing, and so basically, it could have been called something else that not my life on the doors, but uh, like I said, it's doing well, and I, I couldn't ask for more, like...
1: Oh, mate, it's great, isn't it, and it's, it's good as well, like, I'm glad you you did it on your own, and it shows, I suppose it kind of gives you a bit more confidence going forward as well, doesn't it, and... Yeah, like 91%, that's criminal, isn't it? It is criminal. Did, did, what do they offer for that? What do you mean, what they offer? What, like I don't know, obviously, they publish it, but do they market it for you then? And oh, stuff they, yeah, they,
0: they... it's just taken off you. You don't own the rights to it anymore. Where, where is that book now, I could go and find a publisher tomorrow because I still own the rights to it. Maybe someone else could take it on. But yeah. as it is now, me and Lee Wortley own the rights to that book. Uh, but like I said, when I signed for bigger books in the past, about Lenny McLean and that, you sign that dotted line, it's nothing to do with you anymore. So, if it's films, anything like that, projects, they own it and you'll get royalties now and again. But, uh, like I said, anyone anyway, going forward, you, if they're going to write the book, I wouldn't worry about too much about finding a publisher. Whereas, you got people like Amazon these days who will do it for free, so you only got to have the money to write the yeah. book. So,
1: I suppose they they've got to sell 10 times as many for it to make you the same amount of money then, haven't they? Like, it's, yeah, exactly. it's a lot, isn't it?
0: But uh, but when I wrote my first book, I mean, the thought of signing that book out, having a book out, and it was hard back in them days, Yeah, my first book. like, And uh, the second book I released on Lenny McLean was a, a paperback. But then, you know, I mean, you just chef, you got a book out. You had a book offer then, you know, but uh, you don't think about money and sales. But, you, had, you know, a couple of, down, signing on and all that, but uh, but I found it. I find these days it's more if you can promote yourself. And with that book, because in my local town, everyone knew me in my town, like I said, I sold a thousand copies in uh, but I were under about two weeks, so I knew it was gonna sell well in the town. So if we'd gone with a publisher, you no know I mean, I, I doubt I'd even have made half as much money, me yeah. and me. So we've done well by publishing ourselves, and that's what I tell anyone if you're gonna do a book, anyone can do it. Just Get it down, jot it down, go on Amazon, and I mean, they, they pay you for it. And I think if they only release it when someone orders it, so uh, you won't got to worry about backlog of having a thousand bucks in your attic. But uh, I was lucky. like, like you said, we, we had a thousand bucks done, and they flew out in two weeks, like it was amazing.
1: Oh, mate, I'm chuffed for you, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. So, if, you, if you're happy, we'll go back to like obviously some of the content in the book and go back to like. Yeah. You grew up in Murphy? Grew
0: up Murphy Tidville, Tidwell, good Uh Gourth Estate. Uh, bit of a fighting town, Murphy Tidwell. Always had a bit of a reputation. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, fighting was never put into me from a young age. I was more into darts. My father was like a champion dart player in Murphy. Oh, yeah. So me and my brothers, basically, you know, I mean, we'd have a up in the passage and we'd be pretending we'd winning his trophies. <laughs> there was nothing about fighting. I mean, I, I hated fighting. And, uh, People won't believe that when I say that, but uh, it was, it went like, some say it's in your genes and all that, but I did find out at the later stage I may have a possible great-great-grandfather from Ireland who was a fair fairground fighter, but we're still looking into that, so it could have been something there in the genes. I don't know. But, like, like I said, darts was my main thing growing yeah. up, and then I said when a school... Uh, bit of a plump kid, still got a bit of weight now, but, uh, and <laughs> <Aren't> we all, <laughs> uh, and then I had, uh, these big Shirley locks, and uh, Shirley Temple locks, and then I I got the nickname Shirley, so, and, like I said, a bit plump kid, I was starting getting bullied at school, getting bullied all the time, Uh, wouldn't tell my parents, trying to get out of school the next day, you know, terrified of going to school, yeah. and uh, you really get to, and uh, I, I, I think I detest bullies so much these days, but then something, over me one day, started fighting back with the bullies. And uh, by the time I got to 13, I was getting bigger. And uh, I won't say the bullying stopped, there were still people, you know, me out of Goyo, but then by the time I got to 16, then uh, something had clicked on. And I, mean, I started drinking, going to pubs now, then and then started doing weights, getting bigger, stronger, and doing a few bags you know, here and Didn't have a clue about boxing, just straight the bag. And then when I started drinking, going out. The people, uh, you know, maybe the gang fights in 17, 18, yeah. getting a few, involved in a few fights and then started knocking people out. Yeah. <laughs> Just be, it's the only way I can say it, but uh, never started a fight in my life. No, I mean, that's not me. I don't want to tell you what. And uh, started making a bit of a reputation from there then. But bullying, I mean, it went on for years, like, and uh, that's why I hate them so much these days, like.
1: Yeah, it seems to be like a common theme for people who get into, like, fighting or because you did a bit of boxing yeah. as well. Seems to be a common theme, doesn't it? It's like they want to stick up for themselves and they end up being yeah. like the hardest person in the room. <laughs> but well,
0: I, I did try boxing when I was 13. Um, there was a local gym. me I and mean, my mate went and we thought, "Ah, oh, I thought this still help us out, doesn't it? But they just had us in this corridor skipping. He said, you got to learn to skip first. I've done it twice. And like I said, I'm a small boy. I couldn't skip and I was it. Packed it in then. But then later on in life, I got back into boxing, which I'll get out later. And uh, it went well, like, so... yeah. But, like you said, I didn't know how to fight, you No know, mean, growing up. Didn't want to fight. Like you said, I was getting picked on all the time. And uh, something just clicked one day, and it went from there.
1: Like, yeah, I think like school's like a battleground, in it, really? It's like trying to figure yeah. out your place in it, and it's
0: well, a lot uh, of pressures. The same, app we're going back now. Uh, I, I think a lot of people get bullied in kids. Like you said, a lot of fighters turned out, if you look in the past, like you just said, they were bullied as well. But then my, my daughter started getting bullied when she was 12 years of age. It was a... Gypsy girl in her school. And uh, she come home, didn't tell us about it. And then she said, started self-harming. And don't mind me talking about this.
1: No, mate, you talk and, about it. Uh, as she long start- as you're happy to talk about yeah,
0: it. Yeah, I talk about it. She started self-harming, but we didn't know about it. So this was getting to her. She didn't want to go to school. We thought she was just acting the same as I used to do. Yeah. And then my, she, my missus bought her one. Seen her one day, come out the bath, and her leg was ripped apart. So she showed me like that. I, I mean, I'll be honest, I broke down into tears. I mean, because I... And I said, right, I'm going to school tomorrow. No, that's right, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you. So these kids are being put in a position, I and mean, I mean, they, te- they terrify themselves. Well, anyway, it went on, it went on. I went up to school and I told the teacher, they said, oh, we got to watch what we do, because she's a gypsy, and they might play this card. I said, well, what about my daughter? Mm. And turning around, she come home one night, and she said, Dad, she said, she's doing it again, she's going to fight me tomorrow in school. And I said, right. I said, you go to school tomorrow now. I said, I don't give a shit about the teachers. I said... So when she goes to you, I said, you're going to hit that first. And she said, oh, I can't do it, i get in trouble. I said, look, I'm giving you permission to get in trouble. I said, are you going to hit that? I will come up to school later and I will sort the teachers out. I'll have a chat with them. And so I give her a little lesson for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so I had her on the floor and, I, and she, I said, right, she's going to grab you here. This is what she's going to do, you know, girls. Like them. She's going to grab her hair. So I turned her out the floor and I showed her the ground and pound and do all this. <laughs> and she said, so I can do this tomorrow? I said, yes, you've got my, my word on it. And then I had a text in the morning. Uh, Dad, I've done it. Uh, I beat her. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh a couple of hours later, school ringing me. And I went nuts to the school. I said, yeah, I've t- I told that to her to hit the back. Oh, you have? But yeah, but, but apparently was videos going on then. You know, kids are filming there. But I said to the teachers, I said, I'm all for it. I said, I don't care. She can fight that every day of the week. I said, it don't bother me. I said, because, but she's getting bullied. I said, I've told you about it. I said, she's self-arming. And... I said it had to go to a stop. I said, and and that girl never picked on her ever again.
1: That's the thing. Sometimes, sometimes the way the world they like it to work in the schools and stuff, it just isn't right. It just, yeah, you know, I know they can't say have a fight, but sometimes that's what people need, isn't it? Because
0: it's not realistic, is it? I mean, uh, they got to a real life. Like, I know they got to go by the book, and like you said, uh, this girl is supposed to have been adopted and moved to different families, but this girl just we're learning, they should have checked her out to school. And it turns out she went picking on just my daughter. She's picking on a few do- kids, like. But uh it turns out anyway, my daughter didn't if we want to talk. To that, <laughs> and she had never had no shit ever again. Like so, I, I bet I, I was happy anyway. So
1: I better give your daughter a bit of a confidence boost as well. It did. I. Uh, she was. Uh, she was over the moon with it. Like. But, uh, <laughs> I bet. Yeah. No one else uh, messed with him after that. No. <laughs> it's um sometimes that's what it's got to be in it because I was a quiet kid as well and like. Yeah. I went to like a primary school, there was literally like three of us in our in our year group. Yeah. So like everyone's friends and then you go to like secondary school there's hundreds of people and it's overwhelming, isn't it? And oh, I think, of course it is, right? I think that's a lot of it. People And like, you always meet,
0: got the artist, man, in the, the top five artists in, in, in that school or that form in there. But Yeah, uh,
1: everyone knows who's who, don't they? And yeah. But Yeah, it's, it's a crazy place, mate. So you went you went from school then, you were talking about you started going out drinking and stuff.
0: Yeah, I left school, no qualifications. Uh, never went banking or anything, just, uh, couldn't sink into my head. I liked a few subjects, I guess, and stuff, which I got into later on in life, but looking back now, I just wasted my life in school, I mean, uh, didn't, left with no qualifications, um, then I didn't have a job, tried college, nothing, couldn't sink in again, trying to use all these binary codes, I was doing computer and electronics, Yeah, I just weren't going nowhere, and, uh. Started drinking in with the boys and that, uh, trying a few drugs, you know, the old cannabis. Got into that, um, we were sniffing, vodka up our noses. We, I mean, we were just lunatics. We were yeah. just, uh, a couple of boys had jobs, but like I said we go town in, we get involved in fights, and then basically for a couple of years, I was like a town nuisance. I mean, I, I, I'd I say i will say it now, you know what I mean, but I I was a prick to bouncers, I was a prick to everyone, and uh, and just doing stupid stuff, who could outdo each other, and like I said, I was usually the winner. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go down, uh, you know, river river weirs, I mean, we'd close on with a police there, I'd be in restaurants, trying to light fire to the tables, and, uh, just, just eating out food, me and the boys, and I'd just chuck the table up in you. Why? I don't know, you, I yeah, <laughs> don't know yeah. if you could tell me, but, uh, I just think things are growing up. And I, it got to the stage, like I said, I, I, I got involved in a fight in a nightclub. Uh, a couple of bouncers beat me up. I was just laughing at it. They were strangling me. I was close close to stop breathing. And uh, they pulled this one bounce off me. And I, I ended up getting banned from the two main nightclubs in my town, Murphur. And I was banned from nearly every pub. The only pub I was allowed in was like a local pub uh, a couple of miles out of the town. like. But uh, I was just a, a, a dick, you know what I mean? Uh, but the only way I got out there, I, I got offered to go boxing then. Uh I was playing rugby. By then, I played for ten years at Douglas RFC, so I was fighting every week in the rugby. Done well in the most uh, promising player uh, one year, uh, so I was doing well in the rugby. But then I got into boxing. Now, I, something I'd always wrestling, I always wanted to do, but I but there was no no wrestling classes. Yeah, and then I got into the boxing side of it. Made off me go boxing, and then I I went to this training. Um called the Slaughterhouse Gym in merford And there was all these characters there, all these hard men, skinheads. And I'd <laughs> i been fighting involved for years, so I was a bit <laughs> weary going there. And uh, me and the trainer hit it off, and for the next year, I, I didn't miss a night. You know, me and I got I got involved with it. You, you see how serious. And I think he sat me down one day, and he said, right, this fucking about in clubs and, you know, doing this and making a fool of yourself, it stops. If you want to be a boxer, he said, I, I can't have you boxing for us, and you being a fucking fool in town. And at the time in this other boxer offered me to uh, uh, go on the doors. Now, it yeah. was about 96, 95. It was about 25 years ago. And I was at a stage, I was just I was involved in... You know, I could knock people out in town, right, because I was pretty good. But I thought, if I go bouncing, yeah, it's another level. I mean, I, I'm coming up against then all the odd men and all that, and... Uh, so I was like, oh, I don't. so I turned it down. My ass went. I'd be honest. I thought, ah, oh, no, I, 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 I'm all right. And he said, oh, come on, you'll be all right. He said, I said, no. So my trainer nagged me, and the job was going. And uh, I thought, well, anyway, I'm banned from everywhere. <laughs> I, can't, I can't drink
1: nowhere. <laughs> it's your way in, is it? Or maybe it's
0: going out. So I thought, I am training hard. I got a chance of a fight coming up, which I never thought I'd have, you know, in a million years. Like, and I, so I took the job. The job on bouncing, and. Uh, uh, first night, we ended up drinking all night, me and the boy, and I was spending all my money, which I made. But then, uh, so I got soon got out of that. I thought, right, so I started saving the money up then, I was doing all right. And then, I, I don't know, I was just grown up overnight. And it was like, I had no more need to go out and be a fool anymore. And yeah. I thought, and people started to respect, I said I had a fight then, a uh, couple of fights, uh, lost the first two. I started winning then. And then, like I said, I, I went back to the nightclub before I'll try it. And they said, Right, we're we'll giving you the last warning. We know what you'll be like before. I said, Look, I've changed. I give them all that. And they trusted me and I got back
1: into the clubs and the pubs. But uh, Do you think you were seeing it from the other side, like being a bouncer that calmed you oh, down? I, <laughs> because you realise how much hassle it is? Well, I'd done the for about
0: a year then. So I knew. And I I don't think I came up against, uh, against a dick like I was. No, I mean, I was. I was throwing people out and getting involved and chucking people out and involved in fights. But there's no one as much I can explain as uh, a dick like I was. Like, I, I, I took a dead pigeon at the nightclub once, found, <laughs> f- found on the way up, and threw the fucking pigeon across the, the nightclub. I mean, it's some girl in the head. Like, I'm not even thinking... Now, if you tell me if I caught someone doing that now, and I me, mean, I'd drag him fucking everywhere and get him out of there. Yeah. But uh, it's just one of those things growing up. I said, I got into boxing and I was in the... Local papers, so the rugby, uh, cause I was doing well, and then when I got into the boxing, because I was picking up little niggles with the with the rugby, like snap my ankle or snap my wrist, and my boxer scene said, "Look, it's one or the other." So I picked that day because I had to leave. So I decided then, right, I'll go down the the boxing career. I'll have more yeah. of that. Like so, oh,
1: that's good, though, isn't it? So how far did you go with the boxing? I st- started off. Uh, I had it in my head.
0: Because I could knock people out in in pubs and in fights, i get in that ring and knock everyone out. <laughs> yeah. And so as I put these gloves on, and you're going up another against, and I was, I'm 6 foot, 6 foot 1, but then I started going up fighting boys, 6 foot 5, 6 foot 7, and I would want to kill me as much as I want to kill yeah. them. And so I was throwing these punches, and I was thinking, Fucking hell, I've, I've usually knocked them out by then. So I, 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 found, I got into, found out how hard boxing actually was. and Different to rugby, when you've got a team behind you, when you're going to go in that ring on your own and any box will tell you it's MMA fighter you are on your own you know what I mean yeah so I got into boxing I had a couple of fights a couple of good fights uh I then got invited for um, a super heavyweight uh, no an heavyweight Welsh champion couldn't uh pulled out and uh Enzo Calazaghi was taking a, a bo- Welsh boxing team to Italy so I didn't yeah they do it every year so I had a chance to do it i did had four fights by then and uh so I thought, oh, I can't turn do that down, innit? Yeah. So I had like ten boys—Gavin uh, the Rock, Reese, uh, Bradley Price—all uh, these champions of Wales now—and <laughs> there's me with four fights. But <laughs> so they lent me in the boys Welsh Fest. So and because I was the oldest out there, because I was late starting amateur, I didn't start amateur boxing until I was twenty-eight years of age. Never had a fight before, and and all these boys have been bought up, you know, since they kids, like. So I had the least experience, but because I was the oldest, they made me like a team captain out there. So we had these big things and it's like a thousand people in his first arena and i had to bring the welsh lag out which was it was an amazing experience like but they had two fights this police sergeant out there and he did seven fights he'd been like multi-time champion <laughs> ever, and but uh second first fight i i mean i remember a quick little story i come back it's supposed to be an exhibition because we did i i only had four and he done seven, and we was the main event on so and he was a stocky little fucker, right? Uh, police sergeant. Like I said. So I comes back and they said it'll be an exhibition. 3 round exhibition. I comes back at the end of the first round. He's knocked me fucking everywhere. I can't <laughs> get at him, right? He's only five foot ten. He's like a Marciano. But he knew how to get out and so he's boxing me out. I come back and I turn to Enzo Carlzagi and I said, uh, I thought he says it's an exhibition. And he went he slapped me across the face, and it's on video, he slapped me across the face, he said, are you a fucking man or a mouse? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, if I knew it was real, I would have gone in real, not with the, the mindset of an exhibition. So, anyway, I come back, i done the, done well the next two rounds. <laughs> but what happened, we had to, f- we got into Italy the day before, and we supposed to have done a training session, but we couldn't find Enzo Garazagi, so we all went on the fucking beach, didn't we? We all got burnt <laughs> to a crisp. And so... When, so, yeah, so I had fought this police sergeant on the one night. The next night, we're travelling 200 miles to a different town, and I'm fighting this police sergeant again. But by now, all the blisters have come out. So it was like three or four boxes couldn't box because they were so bad of blisters. <laughs> I had just had a few. I just passed this. So I boxed this sergeant the next night, and uh, I thought I'd pipped it. It's, uh, it's on video. I, I thought i just pipped it. Well, they give him the decision and i didn't mind i mean but uh his experience yeah. like, went to a big hog roast but the only thing is i'd taken all the blisters off me in the fight so they were just oh, no. red raw so i got up the next day and i said i was, the pain was immense and uh so we had to go to a local chemist and uh so i put all his cream on and we had a 30 fucking hour drive home and it's minibus now and he got bradley price messing about and i'm like i just turned him once i said Fucking stop me now, I'm going to fucking knock out myself. <laughs> and, uh, and Enzo Karazagi and Joe Karazagi, they're all fucking flying back. You know what I mean? And we got 30 hours on a bus. Oh, is it?
1: They had and, uh, privileges, is it? Uh,
0: well, <laughs> Joe just had his first fight professionally, he just won, So he flew, flown out, because uh, we had to travel on a minibus. Uh, so they had flown out. So they were flying on. But we got to go back 36 hours on this bus, on fer- ferries and all that. But when I got back, two months later... Oh, I just just itching and itching, went to the doctors, they said I'd taken three layers of skin off uh, when I got burnt, not just me, all the others as well, because there was ginger boys out there, worse than me, so, but it was bad for a bit then. I goes my, my shoulders are, but I went on a couple of good fights then, uh, ended up in the Welsh final against Darren Morgan, the beast in bottom of mine, right. I don't know if you've heard of him, uh, he went pro in the end, he was coming up, he was 20 stone, and I, I uh, I only had about four or five fights by then. I think, and uh, I lost uh, him in Ebervale, 1,000 people, in the Super uh, super Heavyweight Welsh final, Uh, lost on a majority, and uh, then I lost against Brendan McCormack, I think I'd had 10 fights, he did had 100 plus again, he did won about 10 times in a row, nearly stopped him in the second round, but he out-jabbed out- me in, but i done well in uh, boxing. Um, a couple of good fights uh fought a boy from cardiff six foot seven and the semi final ended up stopping him um like i said it, you had a you come in really late though didn't you Confer- i come in really late i mean and i i mean like these youngsters i, I got to know enzo mcconnell And uh and uh he was coming back into senior boxing he was 19 at the time and we met him we got on well we was going down to spam with him he was coming up to me so i ended up sparring for like four years it was just like, me and him, it'd be three times a week or whatever. And then uh, I ended up doing exhibitions with Enzo, but like I said, he'd started from like nine years of age, and he won all the titles. And I was coming to the end, of, I mean, I was going up into my 30s yeah. now, which is for amateur boxers, it's just too old, like, isn't it? And then I think I had about, altogether I had about 25 fights, loads of exhibitions in there. And I won I won about, about half half. You know what I mean, when I started out I lost more. But then I started coming, all right, won a few. Uh I got robbed in another semi final Welsh, got robbed in another semi final Welsh and I thought uh. But my last fight for boxing I was thirty five years of age, thirty four years of age and the cutoff end was thirty five, I like guess forty now, right? And I trained. I was overweight, and I said, Will you fight this uh, man? No one will fight him and he's a black man from uh I think he was from Cardiff or something, and he was six foot six eight, and he was just just coming into the well scene, and they said, I don't want to fight him, and they said, we'll give you 50 quid if you fight them." now, you're not supposed to have money in amateur, right, there's yeah. no money involved, right, so, but when you, someone checks 50 quid at the table, say, I'll, I'll fucking fight them. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah>. I, <laughs> so I went at him, like, uh, big police show in Cardiff, uh, about 500 people there all dinner, so, main event, me and him, I, and I seen him in the way, and I thought, yeah, he looking like Anthony Joshua, right? He was ripped to shreds, right? I don't know how he we went on or how we done, but, um, God, like every jab he's at me, I was seeing stars. And I thought, I'd never had this before, you know what I mean? And, uh, so I, I went at him, like, ah, I just stop second round. And I, I left the change room, I said to my trainer, that's it, I'm, I'm not done. And he went, yeah, I think it's time to call it a day. Yeah. But, but I, didn't have, I didn't have the dedication, like most boxers had, to go out... At the beginning I did, I go running every single day, but I lost that then. I'd go to the gym two or three times a week and they say, Oh, you gotta fight next week and then I did train a little bit for the Welsh, but I never had proper dedication. Never properly. you know, you did chocolates and
1: crisps and then just go yeah. fight like but Just just enjoyed it. It was it, really. a good
0: experience, I mean, and uh, something like I say I've done, I mean, a lot of f- films on YouTube, so I was happy enough for the like. Yeah.
1: So there's a, there was definitely a reason why no one was taking that fight with him then. <laughs> Well, the following year he won the Welsh champion championships, and he went into the
0: is it the Commonwealth and he fought the English super heavyweight champion. Yeah, and I think he knocked him out first round, but the man got back up and won it. And this man was really good, like. But uh, I don't know how he got off. You know what I mean, but I, I can't remember his name. Is like, I I? you supposed to be Welsh? I don't know. Is that your bongo Wango or something? <laughs> it was like. But uh, apparently he was Welsh
1: and he won the Welsh championship as year after me as well. Like I expect but, it was. Um... Like a baptism fire training with people like Enzo and stuff, was it to try and up your game like at the time? I expect that was well, I like, I
0: so done it right with Enzo. Uh we'd have some wars, you know what I mean? But and then but Enzo, like, he was he was different than me. He was like they knew with they knew they had a pros get there uh, and I mean and they were he was getting paid by building firms, you know what I mean, every day to be trained as a pro yeah. when he was an amateur. So he didn't have to work like me. I mean, I'd have to work for my money and all that. And then I'd just get to the gym six o'clock in the night or try and go over and spar with him. Whereas he'd been training in the morning twice already. Like, he was a different league, you know what I mean? Even from his young kids, and he started knocking them all out. And it just proves where he went and how good he was. Like. Yeah,
1: definitely. But
0: uh, but like I said, I was trying to do the doors and do the, the boxing. It, it, it's hard, like, so you've got to have a lot of time. Like
1: Yeah, that's it. And especially, like, a lot of boxes who... A lot of young lads now, they train as pros from the off, don't they? Especially yeah. the same men. And like you said, they're getting paid by sponsors and stuff like that. And they're getting a good night's sleep and they, like, we you up all night. Exactly. Try, yeah. <laughs> try have, having your own fights in the night, probably.
0: Yeah, <coughs> uh, So, I mean, I remember saying to my mate once, uh, I think it was when Enzo won, uh, he won the World something, didn't he? I can't remember belt it was WBA or something. And I, I had about two fights in the nightclub. And I say, and there's a difference how, how paths, you know, different went, like, yeah. I'd be sparring with him and then, now I'm fighting and nobody winning in the nightclubs and and like you said, he just won the World belt, Like like. <laughs> but it's good to say I knew him and all that but uh, I haven't seen him for years now but we were good mates once like and, and a lot of training together like.
1: Yeah, it's good, and it? It's a good experience to have, isn't it? It's just, uh, it's good to have the stories and to be able to look oh, back yeah, on yeah, of course, it? But, um, yeah, I'm just I like I went for your article and stuff earlier today and I wrote down a few things. Yeah. It says that you you were shot at once. What what was the crack with that story? Got, well, is there a story behind it?
0: Yeah, I was on the door and uh, uh like I said, I was boxing at the same time. He was in that club. There was a place called uh, RM's Rock Club. And I was on the door with my mate, Paul Curtis Curtis, and uh, he passed away now. And you could see a red light on us. And I was like, what's that? Well, you thought someone got them laser pens, and then it was going like that. Oh. So he was looking like that, oh, and he was going on for five minutes. And actually, thing, next thing you know, and, then, like, oh. and I thought, and something hit the wall behind us. So I started screaming, I was going like oh, you he got a fucking gun, You got a gun. So, well, they were, I don't know if it was a pellet gun they were shooting, but uh, like I said, I dived on the floor, He's like oh. He runs out, because he, 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 he thought you could see it coming from up the top to the right to these bushes. He's running up the street to get him. And I thought, <laughs> I'm lying on the fucking floor, I thought. I mean, it, it was like a shock and We got shocked. But uh, it sounds better for a book, doesn't it? Yeah. But uh, it, I think it was a pellet gun. But who, who shot this? I don't know to this day. You know, what I mean, we, we we never
1: found them. But uh, It's enough to get you worried, don't it? Because you don't know, do you yeah, really, Yeah, it, oh, it is
0: worrying, like. But uh, I did pull a gun out on one boy one day. It uh, was this local boy, and he was going around the town, and he was supposed to be like... Uh, the next big thing, and he had a problem with Doman and he's uh, he had a fight uh, the Ed Doorman at the other club, and his party supposed to try to pull his eye out. And my boss phoned me up, and he said he's on the way. He's just on the he's just on the Ed Doorman's club. He's coming to your club now. Well, as he was, I had this mate, mate in the club, and he used to bring his uh, joking replica replica the Glocks, are they the big guns. Oh yeah, yeah, and so. He'd bring it down with him all the time because my boss was thinking of uh, at the time was going to buy it off him. So anyway, we heard he's coming on his way. So I thought, right, just just sort of laugh now. I'm going to pull this gun out in this boy. And I'm going to put this. I fight him, i going to. We're scared of fighting him, but I'm going to put the fear god in him first. <laughs> so anyway, cut it sword. I goes and borrows this gun. I got the gun tucked in there and uh, got the coat over it. And he didn't turn up. So uh, half hour comes he ain't been near. So my mate comes back down. And he said, oh, Have you finished the gun? I said, Yeah, you got it. So I make out the gun again. He shoots it, the noise, right? I dived on the floor, right? He swear a 12-bore gone off, right? And i was going, Like, ah, you know his lord? He said, Ah, oh, it's only a fake. I said, Yeah, but I was going to shoot, shoot the boy." <laughs> yeah, he like. he would have thought he but, was but, dead, uh, wouldn't he? Yeah, no, I never been into guns in my life, you know what I mean? But uh, I just, I was only do it to put the fear God in. And then, then if he wanted, then I would have had a fight with him. But
1: it never come off. he didn't come around. And I know the boy now, are you good mates? Like, was it was there like a lot of. People who had problems with bouncers who just wanted to have like a straightener, or
0: we move for they come from everywhere. Really, come from around the Cardiff. Uh, when I was in the nightclub, you'd always have people come in and they'd always end up fighting bouncers. But with uh, uh, with, with with that boy, it was something to do with his mates saying that I at not know you know one of the bouncers or they'd thrown him out. So yeah, you just had grief with bouncers. Like you didn't have many like that. I mean. I had one man come to the club and say, he come on to me and he said, uh, uh, he said, oh, surely. And then I went, yeah, surely. Yeah, right, And he went, yeah, you you're the best in the town. I said, well, the best of plays it all down like an I, And I thinking, so I got it cocked ready because i think thinking he's going to go for it, Like, and he's a big lump, like. So I thought, oh, yeah, no, not me, man. Don't believe the hype. I said, don't believe the hype. And he went, oh, well, I heard you are. I went, well, like I and he said, and he goes, you fancy come and do some work for us? I said, what do you mean, work? He said, oh, look, he said, uh, we just need you to sit in the back of this land over. He said, there's four of us going. And he said, and if it gets on top then just get out and do a bit of damage. And I said, I, I knew where it was going. I mean, there was drugs in it or something like that. And I thought, and I said, "Nah, I'm all right, mate. And I thought, no, I mean, I'm not going down that road. I mean, I'm against drugs. I mean, I'm nightclub trying to fight drugs and get people out. And then you want me to go? And I think he offered £500. He said, we'll only be a half hour. And babe?" I mean, I thought, where could I lead then? Like a two hour, then I a do one, and then following me again, oh, we got another one, and then I could end up like these Essex boys, four yeah. of us in a Land Rover with no fucking faces left. But uh, but I just got out of that straight away, like, you know what I mean? But,
1: uh, it's, a, it's an easy road to end up, you can't turn back, can you? Because they've exactly. got you then as well, because they've got, well, if you don't do it, yeah. we've got all this information on you for things you've done. Yeah. And it's just a uh, hard cycle. I, I, I'm not going
0: to go down that route, like, but... Uh, like I said, I know the boys, all right, like but they weren't into that side. I knew they were into that side of stuff as well, like so I was not gonna get involved, like.
1: Yeah. So you've had a couple of other incidents. What was the one do you get run over the one night? Yeah,
0: I got run over one night. Uh basically uh we'd had a big fight and on a Sunday night I was working with my mate Wayne on uh is it it's like a rival gang from, uh, I think it was Rummy and Murphy. They all met up, and there was pool girls going everywhere. So me and Wayne were trying our best. you trying to drag him out, get him out there, pull pool girls off, um, shirt ripped open, and uh, just went on went on for about like 10 minutes. Managed to get them all out. They are all fighting on the streets. There's blood going everywhere. And then my mate, mate comes out, and he says, uh, there's a girl in there. She said, go me. And he says, screaming at me, screaming at me. I said, oh, don't worry. We were still full of adrenaline. I said, don't worry bro." so then we a couple of minutes later this girl leaves like that and she's going you're a fucking dead man you're a dead man now when he comes down there, and he comes down there, but well, it turns out the girl was best mate to my, my my girlfriend at the time and her her husband her boyfriend was like the head doorman of the town he was another hard man and he was uh, so I said to the wing, I said what have you done to her then and he said and uh, but apparently she was saying to the wing, you could have stopped that happening and uh he said, "Oh, well, we can't stop it. We had a word them. We, we 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 give him a, you know, calm it down, boys. Are you going out?" He said, "But then he kicked off. And what happened? She got it then when he went off. So she was saying to him, uh, and then he, because he was full of adrenaline. He said, oh, do me a favor, fuck off.' And then, well, anyway, so I said, you 'You'll be down now,' because I I knew he, he is a hard man like this man, you know. And so we're on the doors about twenty minutes, half hour later. later. We talking like, again. I got my, my I got my back to him again. Like, uh, and only like a car screech and the brakes coming on and going like that so I, I just turned like that the left and the car is coming towards us it's the, you've got a straight road coming down past the the, the club entrance the car is coming in our way so it's whacked me in the side of the legs i hit the wall and it's, it's hit my mate head on so he's gone down on the floor if you want to kill us you want to put them brakes on You could have plowed into us and you've just crushed the ball for but obviously he, he was slowing down so he's, he's hit us at a pace. He's hit, hit me over. He's hit him over. But then he stopped right in the doorway of the club like that. So um, basically then, I just looked at the guy. He's on the floor. I looked like the guy And then something clicked in. I thought, right. And I had a can of Coke on the window. I grabbed the can of Coke. I uh, ch- smashed it at the front of his window. And he's looking like the guy. And he's, he's screaming. He's still got his window down. He's going, to go, I'm going to fucking kill him. I'm going to kill him. So my head gone. I trying to put my fist through his window. I am going, to go, get out. Yeah, Smashed it twice again. First thing he does is how clever he was. Instead of leaving the car, and just get out the fight. But if police had come in, he'd be gone. He's doing jail for years. He reverses the car back sh- straight, goes down twenty yards and parks in the layby. But <laughs> he could have done that first floor, so a are bit So he's parked in the layby. I'm trying to get my maid up, drag him up the floor, and get in there, get in there. His legs are gone. He's going no, I'm not leaving you, I'm not leaving out. Not fair, I'm to like tough fucker, like and um. Next thing you know, this man's run across me and I said, we mates. <laughs> I mean, we all work for the same company. That's mad. And me and his, me and his, his, our wives the best mates. we supposed to go out for meals and that. So he runs across to me and all I done, I was boxing me I, I knew it was my fist. It's like he's throwing everything like I just grabbing like I'm holding my hand out like that. and all these punches he's throwing and just getting the yeah Well, I know how to do it. So I steps in and then bang, I start it, And then my guy smashed him, his blood everywhere. Next thing you know, someone's on my back. Phone him off. Someone else is putting putting us off. So they got him by there now. He comes running on me again. So I done him again. And uh something three times. I got a girl on my back And I'm of so like, oh fucking hell, who's this like? So my mate is fighting with his other mates who's with him. So anyway, the third time I got him off him, I got him down again. I'm just hitting him and hitting him, stamping on him, get pulled apart, and he gets dragged into the next pub. And uh so they got him in the next pub. He st- he still, he's still trying to come. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's still one of these ones. He'll yeah. like, give me his due, right? He, he is an animal, and he, he'd still be fighting fucking now if he had a chance, <laughs> right? So he wasn't knocked out or anything, but he was just split open everywhere. Uh, so they dragged him in the fucking pub, and uh, that was it. I got home. No, t- t- sorry, like Ten minutes later, all my legs are gone warm i what the fuck, sir? So I go to the toilet, both my knees are bleeding from where the car's hit me. Now, I didn't even feel it at length because the adrenaline's coming down yeah. now. So I, we finished the shift. I goes home, says to Mrs. Shows her. She got all this antiseptic water oh, out and i uh, cleaning the cuts out. And uh, so uh, there was no sign of him and he didn't come near anyway. So he's hearing all these rumours Then he's coming, he's coming. I said, he knows where he fucking live, you know what I mean? I stayed up all that night, right then. My missus said, he won't come. I said, look, I'm staying up all night. If you want to see, can have it? And the following week, he comes past, and he, you can see a big pie run. They used to go out on a Sunday night. He come up. They all went past. He's he's in the back in his own. I thought, right, here we go. He come across. He put his hand out. He said, I'm sorry, sure He said, I'm fucking can't, can't, sorry, boys of both of you. He, uh, he said, I was off my head on drugs and drink. He said, I seen red. My missus for me. And I said, right, you you... But you know me, we wouldn't have been doing that for the guy. If we could have stopped the fight, we would have done it. I said, we wouldn't know done what going to happen. I said, when you just come out and talk to us? He said, they with a fucking car. But uh, he couldn't thank us enough. And we had our work do the following year then. And we was all drinking. And I hadn't said nothing to him all day. And we was having a pint at the end of the night. There's only about ten left. Everyone had gone home ratted. And he came on to me and he, sa- he said, look, I can't thank you enough. I, sh- I would have been ten years but there If you... To, if you'd have said to the police what happened, because the police turned up, see, five minutes after that happened, and these coppers got out, and they said, well, they said where's the car? Said, what car? They said, we've heard you been hit and run. Said, nah, not us, because my, my mate said, don't say nothing to the police, we sort this out ourselves. So the police goes, look, we, we know you, we know that, and we know who's it too. you, where is he? I said, nah, not us. So, but, I mean, I normally go the grass like that, but, like he said, he thanked me any year later, he said, look, i I've be due 10 years now, and it was, he said, I can't thank you enough, like,
1: but yeah, yeah. Easily. I survived a
0: telltale, you know what I mean? But uh, there's not many you can say they can be it in the car by, on the doors. But the only thing I was ever gutted of, there was no CCTV filming that night because you would have seen the car blowing <laughs> us and fucking. you have be, it on YouTube right that, now. Oh, I'll have you be yeah. on fucking YouTube.
1: <laughs> oh, i Two bounces away, car crash. But, uh, oh, it's mental, isn't it, mind? It's good. Just to come out the blue like that, isn't it well, not I knew you knew he was coming, but I knew he was coming. You never I expected I, uh, the car to it, you, <laughs> expect the car, yeah. 100%. Did you have it no brakes or anything, just just cuts and stuff from that? I had two cut knees, yeah. that's all I had. That's mad. And my mate had uh, he couldn't walk him walk
0: for a couple of days, but uh, and is i don't think his missus gone his year or something. He said, I'm finishing next again and he said, I said, I and he said, I'm coming in Friday, Saturday and Sunday to show them that I, they um, fucking finished me. And he said, I'm going to finish and sure my missus wants to finish. And he come in on that Sunday night, the following week, and he said, shook a man's hand, and then he finished, and I had someone else working with me.
1: Yeah. Well, that's bound to knock, knock yeah. the stuffing out of you. Like how, do you keep, like, how do you keep the motivation to keep going and and doing it? Well, well, money. I
0: know, yeah, but <laughs> Basically, money, you know what I mean? And, uh, I haven't got the qualifications to get uh, another job, but... Uh, I got into other things, you know what I mean, but uh, I've always, I, it's just me, you now. I mean, scooty, it's is what I've always done, like I said, 25, 26 years, uh, I have done plastering as well, I've done plastering for a couple of years, uh, got taught off my old man, and uh, so I made some good money plastering, yours and stuff, <coughs> but uh, like I said, the doors, it's, it's easy money some nights to I me, mean, you just go in, you get your money and you don't get a fight. But then, like you said, the next night then, totally different.
1: It's only once in 25 years you get run over like...
0: <laughs> it's only once, yeah. I did get stabbed as well the one night. Uh, I, I nearly died that night. Big gang fight down another pub. Basically threw him out. A couple of the young boys kicked off this. It's the short version of it. It's in the book. Uh, we, me and my mate ended up fighting with them. And then uh, it was chuck out time. And it was like 10 minutes ago. So the rest of the old village knew that they immediately chucked out. So the moor was coming out. They were finding out. So they were all turning against us. And we were, we were on the door. And uh, so in the end, it was a riot. They were grabbing drain pipes off walls. They were fucking cars. And we uh, was outnumbered. It was about five of us. And we, so we, we were staying in a line like that. And I said they were running in a cigar. But when i gone out to fight the first time, so I dislocated my thumb. So my thumb was like ah, that. I couldn't close my... F-. So I was on the door and the five of them. I said to my mate, I said, I can't, I can't close a fucking fist. And, uh, so, the, and they'd all kick in throwing things everything's like And it's the God's honest truth. I, I grabbed my from like I squeezed my hand as hard as I could. And it, he come back to my fist, <laughs> right? I knew it was broke, but I thought, yeah, it's fucking back. So, back and bang, knock another one out. And, uh, it went on and on. And a stupid fucking DJ would come, uh, this man who'd come with a G DJ. He was like an ex-bouncer. Now we we rolled in the door we rolled in court on the door we're kicking them we're keeping them all off police have been phoned 20 minutes ago so we, we're keeping them off keeping them off and this man he pulls his top off he goes running out let me on him so he got out by the side of us goes in they were killing him they were killing him so and early on in the night there was a young boy he was about 16 he was drinking you know these green solid square glass gin bottles yeah he was drinking and he was laughing and talking with us and uh till we had Trouble his mates, but the rumor goes that when this man was having a I said, to The boys, boys, we've got to go out to save him, he's, he's getting killed, like, they were killing him, right? So I ran out to save him, uh, trying to hit whatever, get him off him, and I uh, And next thing you know, I'm waking up in a pub, I don't know how long I've been. Apparently, someone said I got hit with, a, with a, the gin bottle straight over the head,
1: they're hard as well, aren't they? Then uh,
0: he was you he he can't break, I mean, you got uh, that knocked me out, apparently, but then. I had an oil. Now when I woke up, I had a towel around my arm. So I come around like a and looked like her. I said, oh, what's happening? And I and I just I I want this I need to spew. So I run to the toilet. As I spew, run to the toilet, I think the towels come off and I got an oil in my fucking arm. It's, it's like ah and the muscle is hanging out the arm. Now the boys who had the towel around there were trying to hide it from me, because they know me to see it. So no one knows to this day who stabbed me, they know obviously, right, because they would have been bragging about everything, I fucking had them or whatever, uh, but anyway, I got put in an ambulance, like I said, I can't my apparently my two mates, they seen uh, one boy stamped on my head, they run out, they dragged me inside, they were getting bottle and punch. so they saved my life basically, because like, I was out cold I mean, from this gym bottle, sound but I don't know if they stabbed me when I was out cold, after the gym bottle had dipped me, so I didn't feel no pain of him because I was out cold.
1: That's mad. <laughs> but isn't
0: it? Uh, I woke up, like I said, I went in the ambulance then, went to the hospital. Uh they they took photos. The doctor went, oh, oh. So he took photos of it. And they said you'll have to have an operation in the morning. They said the muscle is dead now because it's hanging out. They said, we can cut that out, do it again. They said we'll re break your finger in the operation. We'll d- we'll pull that back into place, you. So I waited the next morning, uh, Police arrived a while before the operation. They want me to give statements. Uh, he went on. Uh, I never had proper thing back in the hand because I had a fight uh a year later, boxing. Once I got back into it, and I broke my thumb first uh round, yeah, uh, it was the semi final of the Welsh. And uh, I I went to punch him again, it just snapped again. So I thought, ah, oh, hell. So I went back to the hospital. I said, Look, we can do another operation, but it, it's uh. You'll never box again. So I said, No, will leave it. I said, Don't worry about it.
1: Have you got photos of the muscle and all that? Do yeah. So you got photos. It's in the book. It's in the book. I'll uh, try and get a photo of it put up as you as you yeah. were speaking because uh yeah, I think I seen one, one on your Facebook maybe. Yeah. Have you got one
0: on your Facebook? It's on the Facebook, on the total respect page like. Yeah. But like I said I was uh But then I was there the next uh I come out of hospital then, two days later the operation, so I had the, the st- that was stitched up. Plastered up to there, and two days later, my mate picked me up and we went down there, and we went by the pub. I goes, uh, I'm not going to leave things like in line, you know me. went down the pub, and I thought, and we, well, we see them, they're like little rats, and then we thought, there's two. So I said, uh, uh, it went on anyway, going going to court. Case, it was like nine months later, and uh, basically, because you you got all these kids now, they're all suited in a boot, they and I mean, God's. uh but they were melting their mouth, these solicitors. They saying all these speeches. And it turns out there were seven of them in the dock up against us. And five got not guilty. Uh, two got... The main two started all. Got done for a fray because they started a riot. But they couldn't prove who stabbed me, who bottled me, nothing. Because no one gave evidence. No one knew. So so they all got off this seminar. Of
1: crazy that, isn't it? It's crazy but Do you... Uh, I know obviously you... You made up with the uh, people who run you over. Did you ever make up with them? Or was that? No, did I, fuck. No? No, 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 no. That was another level, uh, like, was it?
0: I, I, I had a bit of depression at time, man, for a month for two. I'm thinking, uh, what do I do, what do I do? And then my boss came over with me. He said, look, come back into work, he said. He said, uh, you've got a bit of a name, you know people anyway. He said, they listen to you without fighting, some of them. So I went back to the nightclub, still in plaster. <laughs> yeah. And I, I worked I started working still in plaster. Five five, six weeks later. Crazy. And uh funny what this one local idiot messed up, uh, he kicked off. He got up on the table, he started pissing on the table. And my mate, Chris Sharpman, was chucking him out. And as Chris was chucking him out, I got the plaster. I made him over the end of the plaster. <laughs> <laughs> but it was only for a laugh, No, I mean? They weren't like I was smashing him with the plaster. Yeah. It was coming to the end when my the plaster was due off. But then, like I said, I moved on from my club then, and I got uh, I got offered to go to the, the Vulcan and different places. But there so much happening in life, you know what I mean? I was having trouble in the Vulcan. Truck boys out today, they threatened to come back to my house. Uh, they lived by me, they did, they burgled me when I moved in uh, a year later, and it was you know. like, this local gang, and uh, they burgled me, but they wouldn't even lie, but so, I see one of them in there, and he, someone said he's dealing in a toilet, so I said to my mate, go and have a word with him, because they know where I live, they live a couple of doors from They're gonna kick off, so my mate puts him out for drug dealing, and then, yeah, um, 20 minutes later, he spots me, ah, oh, there he is, there's the big boy, and they thought they run this estate, right, which they basically did, right, before I got up there. And then, like I said, they booted me. And then uh, he said, "I'm gonna, I'm going to put your window through now. I said, oh, whatever, whatever. And so I was finishing the shift about two hours later. So I would phoned my missus. I said, look, I've had a bit of trouble, blah, blah, blah. And she said, all oh, right, no problem. So my mother goes up stay with her. And then I guess home. Uh, but I was 11. It was only a pub I was there, right? So I guess home and uh, I goes in there. They said, Oh, he's been here already. I said, Oh he's been because I thought he'd got chops full of that. And, yeah. So as I'm talking to them, the scooty light comes on. And uh I used to have a, like a garden by there with all these cornfigure trees, right? So I couldn't see who was on the trees. So I thought, Oh, here we go. I said to me, I said, Don't go out, don't go out. I said, No, I gotta sort this So I the front door. He's going, Come on, you fucking steroid and this and, and I never take a stare in my life, right? I was being pretty big and shoulders and that, but and he, he's calling me out like a Come on, I fucking run this estate and all that. I said, oh, look, mate. I said, you won your war. I said, I don't want no shit. And next thing you know, pulls his fucking baseball bat out. He comes running at me, down my thing. So I puts my hand up, got him on the floor. So I'm holding the baseball bat on the floor. Next thing you know, there was one hiding on the bastard trees. Hits me over the head with iron bar. <sighs> so he split me with the iron bar, but it did knock me out. I don't know. Uh, so I go onto the side like that. I managed to get up. And he said, i boxing the time now. So these are only two 11 stone boys. So I'm boxing, I like, and they they're coming around me and I'm thinking, I gotta make a move, yeah? For I thought, right. So the one going he going gone hit me with the I put my hand, I caught him, managed to go on the floor, got the bat, one is hit me over the back of the iron bar, I, and, and so as I've got the bat, like I've got it. I, he's released the bat the the baseball bat, but I got it. So I fucking whacked him one. Got up like a the one with the iron bar, he's like, he's like, like a. So I met the name of the with this baseball <laughs> so They tried to suit, they, they could see I was overpowering me now. I got a base yeah. I mean, So they, they start running off. So I clipped the one's leg. I'm fucking hit the name of the base so They've gone and it. <laughs> so I'm full of fucking blood. The iron bar, I, I got a white shirt and I'm covered in it. Please, please have arrived. I've given them the. And was it what it was? Uh, when this was happening. My mother-in-law was on the 999 club. So they were hearing everything, hearing them screaming, hearing them, they're killing him and all that. So all this was on recorded, right? So uh, basically, basically yeah, and the uh, cop come. I said, look, there's so baseball bat. You will have my prints on there. But they, this is what they bought to use on me, I said. So this one cop said, look, go up the hostel, get your head glued up or whatever, stitched up. So I goes up the hostel. But I thought, I'll go to the nightclub first and say to the boys, look, do me a favor, go up to the, the house later. I just had problems. The got misses missus on her own with her mother and her. So he said, yeah, right, we'll go up there. So the phone call, well, and uh, my father-in-law, he said, uh, all these boys, he said they'll run off. He said, aye. He said, an ambulance has just turned up the street. I said, aye. He said, they screaming. He said, they just put him in an ambulance. So I thought, okay. I don't know, like, I know. So I goes up, uh, so they, so I, because i gone down the nightclub, they put them in an ambulance and they took him to the local hostel before me. So I've gone to the local hostel. I see Maria outside. So I walked in like that. Ah. They got one lying down on the bed <laughs> and the other one screaming in pain and the other thing. My shoulder's broke, my shoulder's broke. So I walked in, first thing you seen red, didn't it? I'm screaming at him Fucking security on me. My brother's trying to calm <laughs> me down. <laughs> <laughs> I was all like, ah, I'm going to fucking kill him I'm going to kill him So anyway, there's the rest, the next day then, it turns out I busted one spleen and, uh, <sighs> and the other one's shoulder bone had borne and gone, right? So they couldn't interview them. Anyway, cut this short. They wanted to take me on. <laughs> they wanted. They said they want to press charges. So they hadn't me. Although they'd come to my mm-hmm. house with a basal bat. So anyway, cut this short. Um, they charged them both. They were both mm-hmm. looking at five years. And he uh, came to the, the time of the trial. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It came to the time of the trial. And uh, basically they said, because they were going to make my misses and her mother-in-law fucking give evidence and all that. And uh, I thought, I can't let her fucking lie behind me. Mean, it was a bad one. Like So. And on the morning... We were in court on the morning then. Uh, they said, they, look, they're willing to plead guilty. Uh, if you if you don't... You won't have to give evidence. They're willing to plead guilty if you drop something. He said, right, we'll do that. So I think they'd done a year inside then, both of them. Did they? Yeah, and, uh,
1: deservedly as well, Like not it? Turning up at your eyes. Well, and... a year was
0: easy. But then the one come back out and he started causing me trouble again. Hell again. So I had murders with him. But he ended up going back in jail again. But then he come out the third time then and... He sorted his life out in drugs and I got on right with him. He come down apologise. He said I can't not I mean it's one of those things growing up again, I think. He was out of the drugs and we started talking normal like
1: Yeah, I think sometimes like people seem to change Two seconds, mate. I need to I don't know what's going on over there. Two seconds. Happy days, yeah, so, well, yeah, that's mental, isn't it, but I think sometimes people need that, he probably had a bit of time to reflect, didn't he, when he was inside? And
0: Yeah, I think the third time, you know, I mean, he was a lot better after that, like. but I had problems with his brothers, uh, they make making threats as well, I was end up fighting with them, they apologised in the end as well, I mean, at the end of the day, I only went a quiet life, you know what I mean, it was not... Uh, t- it's one of those things I had to do and uh, I got a bit uh, you know I mean respected for it. People say, you know what I mean, that they weren't getting away with it any longer, all these what they were doing to people. And I say ended up staying there for seventeen years. You still there now? No, I no. Moved, moved two years ago. I but uh, that was just because the house came up, you know in mean, a different area, my brother's old house, so I moved down like
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a I expect that's a hard thing, like working working in the area and living in the area, doing what you're doing. I expect yeah. it always leads to a bit of uh, hassle, doesn't it?
0: Well, I've I got, I got used to it. I mean, people say, are uh, well," like you just said, there now about, uh, "Oh, I, I can't do the doors." I live in this town, but I've just got used to it. I mean,
1: yeah. But uh, what what sort of like effect did that have on your missus? Was she always worried about things happening, or was she pretty chill? Oh, look, on on that
0: first one I mean, I think she was. Uh, it was eighteen years ago, now. my daughter's eighteen, and she had a month to go, yeah. so she was in and out of oster with a blood pressure anyway. So when this has happened, we, we could have lost the baby but then, I mean, because he could have put her right through the, she was in and out, and uh, so he was lucky, but and then something else happened then, like I said, and, and she go, oh, we've we're and we'd bought the house. It'd come up in an auction, we'd bought this, and we couldn't, and she didn't tell me, it was like one of the rougher streets in this estate, and I thought, well, why do not you tell me how, when we have seen each other? And, um, but no, she, she, she's good as gold, she'd, uh, i used like, I'd come home one night, and my friend, uh, windstream gone through, someone put a breeze block away. I said, oh, well, i a fucking enough up here. He said, these, these, I mean, they won't face it. so I didn't know who he was. I said, Ah, oh, we will have to move, but then she go oh, No, they're not beating us, they're not beating us. So she's behind me, like, she's so, resilient, and yeah, yeah, she, she was, they were gonna leave. I mean, we were gonna move because of them, like, but like I said, I had two or three runnings of them, um, and it's pretty all sorted in the end, like, I mean, but I didn't get no trouble again after that. then
1: so like this day and age in Murfie, because that's that's a few years back now, is it all that sort of?
0: Oh, it was about eighteen years ago. Yeah. So does
1: any, does it like, because I know like this day and age, I don't know. There's not as many people going out in general, is there? Is there as much trouble now as there was then? Um, yeah,
0: it, it depends who was. When I was in the Coolers nightclub, because uh, I left the Vulcan then, I got offered to go over the the Coolers, and the, which is the main nightclub in uh, Murfa. And they come from everywhere, there, there were over a thousand people in there. And so basically, the boss then, she wanted me to be the head yeah, dormant there. And it's no word of lie, sometimes you can be fighting 10 to 15 times a night. It'd be, yeah. go, it'd be going off every 20, 20 minutes. And uh, we got to the stage then, when I was in there, that it, there's like a traffic system where you got red, yeah, uh, red, orange, green, whatever. And the more fights you have, you get points. So if you had a fight outside, even even if you nothing to do with the bounces, they fight outside, you get a free, you get a point, listen. Mean. So me and this, we, I used to work with this uh, doorman called Beast, right? The good mate, of mine. And it always happened that whenever there was a fight, they'd be, in 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 the end, of the later stages, it was always me involved, me and him involved. <laughs> so it looked like we not bullies, but we were the only ones who'd go in, right? So a couple of boys would be fucking hiding and all that, but and uh, so we done this. <laughs> We, we went into the red, so, and we basically had a warning, I was going down there, putting petrol in one night, and peace, brother, come on to us, and he said, boys, he said, you want to, what are you doing, he said, they watching you over there, he said, uh, "He your uh, your names the flagged up or something, and he said, well, what are you fucking supposed to do like, you know what I mean, and, uh, but anyway, we we, we end up losing the contract there, so I was lucky, and, but, but then. When I went to another different pub, then it's totally different. I mean, so I've been in this pub now uh, called Celtic Bar for the last six years, and it's nothing compared to the coolers. So it still happens. I mean, you still get trouble with Pike. He's just still get trouble with him, and you know what I mean. But nothing like the coolers was. I don't know if it's just a nightclub mentality, and people just go out to fight. But uh, so there was a lot of fighting. going I I went on for about over fifteen GBHs when I was in the coolers, and I got. Just for the record, I got off for every single one of them because I was involved in the fight, and then someone would take you on, and it was on free beach. And when we get dropped, there might be a month free, and then I'd be back on for another one. But uh, I always made a joke to my old boss. I said, "Are hey, you sure you're not in the Masons here when you get you get us a soft beer or something?" But uh, uh, but it, it it still goes on. I mean, even last year, um, uh, yeah, last year we just come out of COVID, and we uh, last summer and it was. We only open for three weeks first night back mask on uh signing people in uh they've cut the door numbers down because they let the people like that and first night back tables gone up and now these tables are separated like two meters apart so you got one little gang by there boys and girls by there they've mixed to them so i've i heard over the radio i've run in tables gone up in the air i grabbed around the boy who the table i've taken him out he's turning to me Fluffing in the mouth, I'm gonna bite your fucking nose off. You're trying to get me, so bump bump, fire exit, threw him out, and uh, so it, it never calmed down. I mean, yeah, it, it's yeah. always gonna
1: happen, like you know, I mean, with, and with a mixture of drinking drugs, I don't think it's ever gonna, uh, exactly, it's never gonna end, is it?
0: And dr- I think, I fancy drugs have gone worse, you know what I mean, you haven't got better, like, because it's it, whereas before people would just be doing cocaine, the bigger boys you could afford it now, it seems. Even the fucking young girls are on it, boys, everything, it's just everything's gone cheaper and what's in it, they don't fucking know, like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I know, like, when I was going out a bit, I'd say, it's got to be, like, 80-90% to 90% of people out, isn't it?
0: Well, oh, yeah. Day it, and age it, is great, people you never even think would yeah. be doing it as well, isn't it? But, uh, you, you never stop drugs, you know what I mean? Like you said, it's it goes with the drink, when, when you're out, like you said. Yeah, it's my... I, I, I'd say about the same, 90% of our pub, probably something or something.
1: I think that's hard for a lot of people to hear who are, like, disconnected from it. You, you'd never believe it, would you? But exactly, yeah. it's the same like I used to go out in Abergavenny a lot, you know, down the Auberge and
0: well, Oh, you know how I worked there once or twice. Have so, you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. How does that compare to working up I in... Found from... I found only, the quite yet.
0: I only done one or two nights when they were short. I've done a few... Um, I've done a couple of years, um, months in Brecon. Hardies. Hardies.
1: Uh, Hardies, Hardies. Hardies, yeah.
0: Bar. I had a few running with a couple of boys up there, local boys. I don't see their names, but... Uh, I am, uh, I know the one well now as well. Uh, he joined our metal Acting club. Is it yeah? <laughs> and I had a bit of running years ago, but we, we didn't fight enough, I like. But they were supposed to be the boys, you know, the main men up there, like, and problems happened, but nothing big come of it. But, uh, yeah, I worked everywhere. You mean you know, probably, I worked hard if everywhere. So. i done a lot of, you know, not just bouncing. I ran a scooty firm myself for a couple of years. That went well uh found out that was a really hard to run it 48 boys working for me i've done really? that for two three years uh few problems with payments and people guards stealing off the sites and it a lot of money and in the end I, I couldn't keep it going like but uh done a lot of bodyguarding work as well a lot of stars D- done that in my time as well yeah so it's not just bouncing on doors i mean i'll go wherever the money goes did, like
1: did it say in that article you um with the bodyguard for pink was it yeah that, pink, p- yeah, that
0: pink in Swansea. Uh, that, uh, funny story right now because my mate needed three, uh, three of us went down there. So he was in this team, there was 17 of us. So I thought, no, my luck, I'm going to draw the short straw. I'm going to be outside on a gate. I won't <laughs> even see the concert. So they were picking numbers. They said, right, we need five for the, the mosh pit, or whatever they call it. So my mate goes, like, ah, go. I thought I got my hand up, I like, ah, missed it. And I thought, ah, oh, fucking mosh pit there. I'll be lo- watching us again. So I thought, there's two of us left. And then someone just said to me, "Sure," he said, uh, do me a favour, you're on VIP. I went, oh, right. I thought, because so I thought, two left now. I'm, I'm fucking out. It's like the <laughs> old uh, pick a fucking teams in school. like a, team yeah, teams in the yeah. school. I'm the last one. I'm, but he said, you're on VIP. So I goes up the side of this stage like I know, now. And you've got all these people coming up. Yeah, I'm here to see. I said, yeah, you, know, you got a fucking gold, you know, whatever it is, a VIP pass. So I'm there, but I can still see you. And then, so I met for about six or seven hours because it's an old day thing, isn't it? And then the boy who was actually on stage there, but I went before the concert, or half hour before the concert, he says to me, do you fancy a change or anything? He said, I'm, I'm bored up here. He said, uh, he said uh, I said, I go on then. So turns out I went into his position and I was fucking like, watching Pink on stage. <laughs> So I'm here, like, I'm looking out, there's about 50,000 people, and then there's her taking a clothes off, and I thought, like, okay, hell, does this get any better, like, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a good experience, like, but uh, we didn't get our money for a while, I thought, but uh, we had in the end, like, but, but yeah, I've done loads of stars, like, I've done a lot of Carnation Street and EastEnders, because when I was in the coolest nightclub, we'd have a special guest every Friday night, so... We had, we had some good ones there. Like, I mean, we had uh, we had porn stars in. Proper, uh, I don't know if you know them. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm the gonna names, say no. But, like, <laughs> uh, it's all pictures on the, the page. Like, but we had porn stars in EastEnders. Uh, we had ah uh, oh, one of the oh, I can't remember his name now. He went into EastEnders. He was one of the big boy bands. Blonde Air, He was in EastEnders two years ago. I can't remember his name. And, know. Have have well, thing. he he came on stage once and. Uh, so I'm on stage, we're watching, like, a, we've done Abby Tipmas, there's another one, and he was only on about five minutes. And he went to sing a song, and, it, and there's about 500, 700 people. It's a Friday night, so we we're as busy as normal. They're booing him and booing him. <laughs> and next thing you know, and he, so we're we looking everywhere, I'm on the side of him, like, eh? you see a can coming out, like on the light there now. He's got a can coming over, and he's coming towards his head. And my mate, little Ray, he dived in front of the can, just about, he took the can for him, and <laughs> next. What we had to do, and um, me and Beast, because we'd be the main two, we'd have to watch him all the time. We'd have to do like a turtle shell around them and get him out. So like I go one side, he's outside. Cause as soon as something anyway, like, oh you just gotta get him out there, like. So we get him to the backstairs, we we got him out, like we just apologize. But he didn't mind, he had his two grand pay and he, he sang one song. So Easiest night of his uh, career, probably. Oh very uh, easy. We had Robbie, uh Robbie from he stand us in one night. All right, yeah. Uh, right. The dog, Wellard, Robbie Fowler. I mean, yeah. Oh, that's him, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we had him in one night. Did he bring he, Wellard? He, uh? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he done his, uh he done his routine. <coughs> and then he used to take the stars downstairs and they could come in and cow and have photos taken them. So we take him in downstairs, the guy now. And there's no one that's killed up for him. So he's here like, I'm going, he's going oh, I'm sorry, Robbie. Like, I uh, gives him his money, you know, two grand, or whatever, grand and a half. And he went, Do you mind if I stay? No, our, our, our boss at the time, Vicky, uh, God rest her, she passed away last week. She'd want them stars back in our car and out of there, right? Safely, like, yeah. Right? yeah. So she got nothing, right? And then you got him asking, could he go back in the nightclub and drink? So she went, like, ah, she came out to me and peace. She said, boys, don't take your fucking eyes off him. So we went back in, like, ah? Do you know what? He must have had 500 photos of people. So I don't know if anyone didn't know he was downstairs to, for this photo shoot after. yeah, Or but he, st- he stayed at the end, two o'clock, we could get rid of him, we had a good crack, but we was laughing, and he shot all these women up, but uh, yeah, he was a nice bloke, he was like.
1: Ah, oh, fair play mate, so like this whole, bouncing career, has led you to some awesome places, and met oh, some I awesome mean, people? Oh, I
0: met, like I said, and Doctor Who, in the moment, I, I mean, uh a scooty and I like, but that's uh, been lucky, over, since Covid, but uh, yeah, I met, oh, I, I've met loads, I mean like you said, uh so, Sorry,
1: uh, so you've done, like, the, the book for Lenny McLean. Yeah, so, I've like, done how, uh, how did that come about? Like, what's your relationship with him?
0: Because and... uh, I, I was a doorman. I remember having a video of uh, when the doorman, Chris Chapman. He said, oh, look, this man fighting. He said, Lenny McLean, the governor they call him from London. So I looked like, a oh, fucking hell, he, I mean, he's an animal, isn't he? Doorman as well. And I don't know if it is, I because the doorman as well. I just got interested in him. So Chris gave me a few articles. Then I started collecting stuff myself. And then he had a book coming out, called The Governor, and, uh, um, uh, so I, I bought the book, read it, and I just, I was just hooked like, so my, at the time, computer's just come out, I didn't have a computer, my brother had a computer, he made a website, the Lenny McLean website, which is in his 23rd year running this year, now it's still going, it's still running, and, Basically from there, and I said, he passed away. I mean, can't say young age, right? So we'd missed his funeral. we gonna go up to his funeral, even though we didn't know him. It just felt like we knew him, like, all the boys. Yeah. Everyone looked at these doormen, looked at him. So I started going into it, run his website for years. Then one day, people has been saying these stories, and I thought, oh, why not grab these stories and make a book into it, all these stories? So basically cut it short, and I bought out the book called uh, The Governor Through the Eyes of Others, or all other people's stories. So that done well and then I kind of ran his website. I got to know his son, his daughter. Uh and then I met, like I said, I met this Lee Wurtley, yeah, who I'd known for like twenty years through the learning sites. And then basically uh we wo- we went and wrote a book together called The Governor Governor Reveal. So it's like more stories. Um uh, They wanted the book company wanted 70,000 words. Now we'd already written hundred and thousand words. So I said, so we could have kept back 30 for another book. But yeah. we said, no, we said, we're going to go do the ultimate book on any. We won the 100,000 words. But they let us put to 19, set 99,000 end. But we are working on a part three of that in the moment. Like, we've still got loads of stories still coming in. The lawyer's been passed away 23 years. So the long stories keep coming in. We'll write them, you know what I mean? So we are looking at, we don't know what we're going to call it, but it'll be a part two to the governor reveal. Like, so
1: So you've got a good relationship with his son and stuff? Yeah, well,
0: I wouldn't say good relationship, i not know, known him well, Uh, i know him, I don't talk to him every day, you know, me haven't spoken yeah. for years, like, but I did, it, uh, when I bought the first book out, he did try and stop it, because there was a few things I said in it and there, and a few threats made and all that, but when I got to know him then, he was the nicest person I could ever meet, like, and then, like I said, I got on with his wife well, she passed away as well then, she was a lovely woman, and then I got to know his daughter then, like, but I still speak to his son now and again, like, but, uh, but I I, I got into the gangster book show. My mate wrote a book called Street Fighters. My mate, Jaggy Julian Davis. And i travel all around the UK with him, meeting all these hard men, boxers and gangsters, uh, people like Bartley Gorman, King of the Gypsies and all that. And uh, So, because he got into it then, I thought, well, I can write a book. And that's how, that's how I basically got into it, because he got into it. And I could see how he done it and interviewed him. i just done the same with Lenny, like. And I yeah. set him on my fifth book coming out now as well, like. With This one as well, like so.
1: Ah, oh, fair play, mate. It's awesome, isn't it? It's awesome. It's going well, The boxes, like i I seen as well. And um, you class Charles Bronson as a friend. How's, how's that come well, about? I
0: class him as a friend, he's a fucking nutcase. But
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, uh that, I, I just like, uh, quoting the well, yeah,
0: I, I know people get but well, they take these things and they the newspapers and articles, but uh, basically with Charles, yeah, I did, yeah, I, I did used to write to him, uh. Like I said, when I got into the writing side of it, Julian then took over Roy Shaw's page, right? He's another legend, hard man, gangster scene. So we was going to all these gangster parties and And then we, me and Julian were writing to Charles Bronson and we was getting all these drawings. This is 20 years ago before all this. I mean, everyone's getting them now, like. So we was getting all drawings. I was sending paper in. I was sending pens in. Got Built up a thing. He invited us to his wedding. And we had a, it's a funny little story. Uh, his... Prom, his Charlie's uh, a manager at the time, and she phoned Julian up, and she said, oh, you boys live in Wales, do you? He said, yeah. She said, oh, it's Mother's Day coming up. Charlie's wondering, uh, if I order the flowers, can you can you go and take them to his mother? So Julian now thinks, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do it." Well. He said, me, me and Aunt will go on it. So I go to Joan Julian's in the morning, and I said, right, where's this address then? Now Julian told us, it's 25 minutes from us, right? Half hour up, I looked at the address, Aberystwyth. <laughs> I said, what the fuck's this? This is North Wales. He went, Oh I dunno. he said, I thought he was over uh, by Brimmau. I said, Saber I said we got a fucking two hour drive, here yeah? So we couldn't let it down, we <laughs> whereas he thought Abra's was by there. And uh, <laughs> so we t- we went um, we drove in, I don't know, two hours. Uh went in Charlie's mother, oh, she was over the moon I and mean, in. And then he rang eleven o'clock on the button. And she put him on the phone to us. This is going back in, like I said, 17 years ago now. So we spoke. Um, God, but then, like I said, I, uh, I, I lost it. Uh, didn't get in touch with him anymore. I, I wrote the Lenny book in, My first one. And he did do me an art drawing. He done a write-up for Lenny's book. And then, uh, but like I said, I got involved with all the gangsters in. I, I was going to meet the other people. I was going to gangster parties. And then, Going back about three, two three years ago then, uh, Lee Wurtley's just wrote a book now called uh, Bronson and Me. It's, it's about Charlie's wife, Paula. Well, I run a, another page with Lee called Gangnam Podcast. We started this about six, seven years ago. And we got in touch with Paula because she was marrying Charles Bronson at the time. So we got her like her. And then I went tits up. So, but Lee was in touch and he was going to write a book for her. So we got invited then to go to... That marriage as well. So yeah. I, I think I'm one of the only person people to be invited to Charlie's both marriages, you know what I mean? But the first one didn't work out to the one I, I went to. So it was basically in Dave Courtney's pub. Like Charlie can't be here. Obviously they got married in the day and they were having the, the function in the night. But then uh so we went to that. Like it was a good night. You know what I mean, all these gangsters there, Lambriano and all that, Roy Shaw, <laughs> Joe Pyle. But uh but like I said, I did make it to the second one then, and she went and passed away in. But uh, like I said, he got a new book out now, it's going to be a cracker. Like, But uh, so sad, I was like.
1: So, yeah, that's mad, isn't it? Uh, it's mad. So you just kind of get talking to these people, just a bit of networking. and
0: Networking, exactly the same. Like I said, you know someone. Like I said, I meet this one man, and then he say, "Uh, I, I contact him for interview with Len McLean, and he go, oh, have you one thingy? And I go, who's And he say another name. So he'd put me in touch with him, Then I'd be in touch with him. So I ended up then on the, the first book, because Julian had met this bloke called Stilks, uh, who had a book out as well, he was on TV and all that. Because Julian had met him, I'd mentioned Lenny McLean uh, or Julian had to him, so he's inviting me up to London then. So she said, come up to London for a week, stay with me, you can work the doors and the nights for me, and you, I'll take you around doing the interviews in a day. So I ended up bouncing in London as well, I have only a couple of nights, uh, wasn't much trouble nothing, nothing different it down there. I mean, yeah. but I didn't have to put no one out. But <laughs> uh, like I said I ended up doing all interviews in London and meeting this gangster, this you know, this boxer, this odd man, and just got to know them more. I mean, but uh, it's always gone well. The websites I, I kept going. I got act and taken down. I got built it up one stage. The Lenny McLean. I forget. I had ninety seven thousand. Fans or members, and then someone acting to it, bump gone, gone tomorrow. I think. And do I start it again? Now do I start it? If I got to keep his memory going, you know I mean, and I uh, not in it for the money. Never I've been in for the money, you know. What I mean, like I said, there's not there's not much money in books, and I never made anything. I just keep his name going and all that. Like.
1: Yeah. Oh mate, it's cool, and uh, I respect it. Like it's it's awesome. I'm sure you got hundreds of stories you can tell. Oh, I got thousands, but uh... <laughs> but uh, yeah, well. Everyone who wants to check out Anthony's book, Total Respect, Life on the Doors, mate. Thank you very much for coming on. I no appreciate problem. it. It's good for people to hear some real talk. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure we could uh, sit down and have another chat again in the future. Yeah, no problem.
0: I just want to get across. I mean, I, I went from being a, you know, a dickhead in the town, pisshead, I mean, just turned it all around. Like said, good job. One of the most respected doorman in Murphy and uh, my town. And, uh, I mean... Started history sites Started You know books And uh, just proves Anyone can do it I mean If I can do it There's school No qualifications I just believe Anyone can do it I mean
1: Definitely mate I think that's good For people to hear And it? it's good for people yeah. Who may think They're down in the dumps And they can't achieve Anything in their life That they can go on And Definitely. they can persevere And get through it Yeah So yeah Thank you very much <laughs> Experience Real Podcast.